How's it going, Sha? Uh, not bad. Um, happy. Uh, what's this one? Memorial Day. Memorial. Yeah. Day. yeah. <laughs> it's it's Memorial Day weekend, so I hope you are all full of hot dogs or burgers or whatever you're supposed to do on this particular one. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy that. I yeah. gotta tell you, I was surprised at how little protein is in hot dogs. Oh, because it's not actually meat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, mostly it's mostly dust and dreams. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> like I was cool with like, like I understood it was bad for me. I understood it was high in fat, but like protein is trash in those things. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what's your what's your hot dog of choice? Oh, uh, I uh, admittedly uh, don't know if I've given that thought like that. I've uh, what? Yeah, because it's such a rare thing. I don't do hot dogs often. It's more like a. I'm at a barbecue or I'm at like an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't eat hot dogs at home. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You have wow. a hot dog of choice? I do. I also don't really. I get a craving for a hot dog. Um, it used to be like twice a year. Okay. And now it may actually be less. It may now be like <laughs> one every other year. Just because the last time I had them, I realized that my reflux was like, no, we don't do this either now. And I'm like, what? When did that start? And they're like, starting now. <laughs> we shall punish you. Um, so I can't do it. But uh, when I do, so that means when I want one, when right. I've decided, I, I want to make sure I like them. So I'm a Hebrew national. Ooh, okay. Um, I enjoy Nathan's. I prefer a beef hot dog. Okay. Because I was raised to not eat pork. So. Um, so I want, I want a beef hot dog. Uh, I think Nathan's are all beef hot dogs Yeah, and they taste like, like my youth. Okay. You know, uh, just like being a kid at Coney Island kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that to me is what a hot dog is supposed to taste like the Nathan's kind. Um, Hebrew national though. That's a good, that's a good hot dog. Yo, even the the low fat ones or reduced fat or whatever they are good. Cause I think they put some seasoning in it and then, you know, um, they're kosher. So I believe that means they've been prayed over. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure what kosher means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad I'm not alone on that. Yo, like, yeah. Cause uh, I don't like... know. I feel like that, that I, what I think it means is that a rabbi was sitting in the room while they were preparing them. And then when they were done, he was like, yeah, that looks right. And so then they put the K on it and they send it out. I Again, I've done no research. I've recommended kosher products to like vegan people. Like I have no idea what it means. <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't mean it's <laughs> healthier. It just means it's been prayed over by a rabbi. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't know. Assumed it was like look. Healthier. No, if the, I hope I have not offended anyone, and if any of you could tell me wh- what I'm getting wrong in that, please let me know. But <laughs> that's just that's what I that's my understanding. At any rate. I like a Hebrew national, but I'm not okay. due for a hot dog for, I think, another year or so. And even then, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do it. Listen, I, uh, I, so it's funny you mentioned that because I, I, I haven't had one probably in a year until this weekend, mm. until this week. And I've had them twice now, one each day. Um, I took, <laughs> uh, I took a trip to Coney Island and I had a Nathan's with uh, my family out there. Um, mm-hmm. Solid hot dog, enjoyable, made me Google it. I'm trying to like, you know, cons- like be healthier in general the year. Mm-hmm. And like she had like seven grams of protein and it's like 400 calories. I'm like, what is happening? It doesn't matter <laughs> at all. 
<laughs> like, what am I actually eating at that point? You know, like, uh, so yeah, I did that. And then the next day I was at, uh, Nassau Coliseum for, uh, my sister's graduation. Okay. And it was hot dogs or French fries with chicken tenders. And there's like a weird, like too much or too little proposition. Like you couldn't get the chicken tenders or the fries alone. You had to get the duo and it was like a whole tray or you could have one hot dog. So I was like, I want protein, but I don't want a whole bunch of fries because of that. So I right. kept, I looked up the hot dog again to see maybe I mislooked it yesterday. Nope. Still seven in my face, seven grams of protein. That's all they give me for the hot dog. And yeah. like, yeah, hmm. very, very weird amount. But, uh, it was not a Nathan's hot dog, did not live up to the hype, and I didn't eat the whole thing. Um, but the Nathan's one was solid. I do, I, I like the, but I like the whole experience of it, not just the hot dog, I have to say. Like, mm-hmm. having it at Nathan's was a thing. Like, I do like that they toast the bun. Right. You know, I like, uh, I like uh, the experience of having them yell my name to a group of 100 strangers when my order is ready. Sure. Um, all of that is fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was uh, highly surprised at how, like, you could literally not eat the bun, the ketchup, the mustard, just the hot dog, and mm-hmm. it's still somehow not keto. You know? like Oh, it, yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, I guess hooves have a lot more carbs than we're realizing. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a good amount of hoof. There, no. there are lots of hooves in the... Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I was like reading the ingredients. I'm like, do they dip hot dogs in sugar? Like, what does wait, this doesn't make sense? Yeah, like, I all. don't. No one's really sure. It's just right. It's just processed pieces parts. I don't want to look. I like. I, yeah, I don't want to know. I like the magic at this point. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, because I, I want to eat things again. I, I just want to eat. <laughs> and information sometimes saps me of the uh, desire to eat whatever it was that I was looking up information on. So sometimes it's better for me to be satiated, but stupid. (laughs) I agree. Oh, it's the key to life. I'm telling you. I may know nothing, but at least I'm not hungry anymore. (laughs) I smile a lot more than people that know stuff. I'll tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy as fuck. I, I, I see depressed vegans everywhere. Your mm-hmm. six packs uh, is, is consoling your frowning. You know what I mean? I'm chubby <laughs> but thrilled. <You> know? <laughs> I uh I was at my sister's graduation and they were talking about food too, because uh the uh the guest speaker was uh the founder and CEO of Chobani. Oh wow. Yeah, apparently like I don't think people like I feel like when they invite guest speakers over and over again, I've noticed that they don't accomplish the goal. Like, they're supposed to inspire recent graduates. This guy uh, immigrated from Turkey uh, to America, and he went to the same university that my sister went to. But he only went for one semester. He only had one semester's worth of money. Mm-hmm. Then he, to stay in America, got a job on a farm. And that's how he learned about, like, the dairy industry. Mm-hmm. Uh and he finds out about uh, an abandoned dairy farm that uh, was owned by like Kraft or something beforehand. He buys it, uh, starts selling cheese here, and then like uh, decides to make yogurt, invests in like a used machine to make it Greek style, and starts selling it at stores in upstate New York before it blows up. 
Right. And he did all of this after dropping out the one semester of college he went to. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm hearing the story. I'm like, yo, why more kids should drop out? Like, I don't understand how this is selling these, like, this whole class is there. Like, yeah, we just spent 100 grand on this education. And he's telling them this awesome story of how to make it without the education. I think there it's, if I did all this after one semester or one year, imagine what you will do now that you have a degree. That's fair. That's I fair. mean, that's how, that's, that would be the smart way, right? I hope That'd so. That would be the smart way of pushing it. By the same token, uh, roughly a quarter of the class was uh, majoring in uh, like social work. So like they're going to do a lot of good, but they will be poor. Um, oh yeah, but at this point, they should have known that when they agreed to it. Yeah, like I'm anybody who's agreeing to be a social worker right now and thinking I'm gonna make the money is not a good social worker. Is <laughs> not gonna be good at their yeah. job at all. Real talk. I was like, yo, this, this, like, I, I, like, my sister was, uh, she's graduating in education. I was like, like, real talk. You, one hundred percent, need to be thankful that dad's gonna leave you a house because. Uh, you will not pay rent otherwise in New York. Like you, you could be a teacher. I think that's beautiful. I love that there's more people going towards that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but having uh, the Chobani guy tell you about his billions of dollars seemed like a weird <laughs> message uh, to all that he's giving people uh, in his room right now. Like, uh, yeah, it was a very strange like mixture. It was motivational to me. I was in the audience. I was like, hell yeah! I mean, I'm about to get out here hustle these jokes, um, right? But, like, the whole graduating class was people that, like, for the most part, majored in beautiful things that the world (laughs) needs more of in exchange for their money. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was all people that was, like, we're giving up our economic stability to make the world better. And this Mm -hmm. guy was like, ha-ha, suckers, $2.1 billion. You know what I mean? He even talked shit. He was like, I bet you had Chobani today. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I don't know what they're looking for. I recently watched quite a few um uh like commencement speeches. I was okay. looking for funny ones just to see what you say to the people, right? What do you what kind of what do you say? And it's all just it's basically just like, "Ah, hey, you'll be fine." You'll be fine, <laughs> you know, because I mean, like, this is what we're sending folks out to. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, I know how it looks. <laughs> ah, you'll be fine. <laughs> and what's the best way to do that? Yeah. Like, how do you do that over Zoom two years ago? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it must have been crazy. Yeah. How How was that? Like. I don't know. It, it, it's just fascinating. So, you know, I watched some that were like before that, but it still was just like that just because it was pre COVID doesn't mean that they didn't still have like loans to pay back yeah. or who's to say who had jobs lined up or, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not to say that life isn't going to happen to them. Right. Right. So yeah. I don't know how you, how you do that. And you just, you say uh, the same basic stuff. Know that everyone's going to tune out about halfway through. Right. You know, so you can, I guess you just give, you, you just refer to the school a lot. Um, 
and then you just kind of blather on and on about how how it was for you, mm. right? And then you go, anyway, but for you guys, you'll be fine. And then, <laughs> and then that's it. Like I, uh, that story, like it scared the hell out of me the whole time. Um, <laughs> everything about that, the, his whole journey was like a mixture of motivation and fear. I felt he was talking to me a little bit. Because he was like, life's going to get in the way. You're going to have plans, and then you're going to keep having babies. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. You know? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, it's not always for – sometimes the speech is for the the parents. Yeah, real talk. Sometimes the the speech is for the people who are there to – because those kids ain't going to listen to nobody. They just got out of college. They they ain't going to learn anything until they hit the streets themselves. (laughs) They ain't trying to – right now, they're trying to just, like, bask in what they do know. So no. no one's trying to hear what a commencement speech is, but family members, friends, parents, all those people who came out, you know, yeah. they want to hear what their money's going to pay for. Nah, that's fair. You know, so if you're going to, that's why you get, you know, Captain Chobani or Stephen Colbert <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? That's what you, you get someone like that to speak. Yeah. Now nah, that makes sense. Now nah, I get that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's probably part of it because students don't they literally are mentally they might even be on their phones like trying to figure out where to meet up later like they're not (laughs) yeah there's a lot of obliviousness yeah a little bit a little bit like we were there it was uh my my parents myself my sister was obviously graduating and her best friend came out Mm -hmm. and we went out to dinner after and it was just basically like my parents and I like complaining about bills and they were like just giddy at life. Um, yeah. Her best friend graduates next week. So they're like super excited about what they're going to do. My dad is like, he like, it's just, I paid tuition yesterday. Like he was like, <laughs> eat it. He like, he was like, none of, he's like, where'd my thousand dollars go? Like he's like, I sent thousands here yesterday. Like, I don't see it anywhere. Um, <laughs> Wait, was that the last, was your, your that sister's was, the youngest? She's the youngest, but she uh, graduated early. So okay. uh, that's also part of the drama in my house. My uh, my kid brother is still in school, um, and she likes trying to lap him. And I told him, I'm like, yo, my man's your journey. You know what I mean? Like, she's like super nerd. Like, that's just what she into. You know oh, I mean? okay. All right. So she started after him, but graduated before him. Yeah, but she also, like, legit did, like, her schooling in, like, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like she's like really like on top of all that, and my brother's doing it normal, right? It's just good for him. Yeah, he, I, I told him, yo, real talk, and I, the only advice I gave him when he started, I was like, yo, real talk, I would have took longer because nobody's <laughs> asked me if I graduated in four years, right? But like, I do know a few jobs cared about internships and my GPA, so right. I was like, real talk, I would have took six years, graduated with like a three point nine. And bag two extra internships, mm-hmm. and and it would have gotten me other jobs. But I promise you, nobody after when you're 26, nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, you graduated in four years or five. Nobody's right. gonna care. No one's you gonna know? care. So I was like, "Yo, take your time, do your thing." I was like, "Life is gonna be chill." I look at look at this. I'm writing my own commencement speech right See? now. See, that's all it takes. Yo, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Yo, real talk. If y'all understand the value of having a a working writer's room versus Chad GPT. That was an example right there. Shad just fucking feng shuied me into writing right there. All right? She fucking Star Wars Jedi mind trick that shit out of me. Yep. You yep, know? yep, yep. 
It's beautiful. High chalet shop more often, okay? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I mean, give me a long lead time. I'm a procrastinator. So I definitely know how to pull it out of you. Uh, usually a day before it's due. That's when that's when I like that's when the magic really strikes me. 24 hours before you need it. Oh man, but give us six month lead time because that's how long she needs to that's get to how the that's how long it needs to percolate. Yeah. It's a it's a long percolation. Oh, <laughs> Was man. that twenty four hours before? Yeah, Magic. you get something. That's where, you know, we about ready to pour that cup. Oh yeah. She's on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, all of that shit. Hit up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the news. Uh, righty. A new record has been set for the fastest trip through the entirety of the New York City subway. That's right. Uh, New York City's uh, subway has 472 stops uh, laid out across 665 miles of tracks. Uh, for decades, the transit enthusiasts have jockeyed to set the record for the fastest time to travel through the whole system. Last month, uh, Kate Jones, a New Yorker now living in Switzerland, set a new standard. She completed the journey in 22 hours, 14 minutes and 10 seconds. Her time was certified last week by Guinness World Records. Uh, I wanted a problem to solve that would be interesting for my brain, but also like something that would get me moving physically, Jones said, uh, 43. Um, she said she spent months figuring out um, how to hit every station with the fewest repetitions and the fastest transfers, all while trying to avoid delays. Uh, her time was slightly longer than the previous record holder, Matthew Ahn, who in 2016 completed the so-called Subway Challenge in 21 hours, 28 minutes and 11 seconds and 14 seconds. But that was before the MTA opened three new Second Avenue subway stations in the Upper East Side. Okay. Uh, Jones's uh, record-setting run was her first attempt. She uh, tried the challenge in 2014 and again uh, a year later. Wow. Huh. How do you do it? Let yeah, me see if she- there's got to be like some, uh, this is like a lot of like pre-planning, I'm, I'm sure. Um, the transfers got to matter. Like they got to be super like timed out. Um, the swipes, I'm going to assume, got to play a role in it because... Right, like you got to discern time. I would assume this, there might be strategic advantages to like uh, coming in and out. It says that she didn't use the Omni app. She specifically uh, used the Metro card. Nailed every swipe, her. still a New Yorker. Yep. Uh, she celebrated okay. with dumplings and Flushing Queens and then uh, took a plane back to Switzerland 14 hours later. That's very funny. Um, okay, so. Also in this, there's someone who tried to beat her time. Yep. Last week. Daniel All right, Wells. So let's see how he did it. Um, he started at 1 a.m. at Far Rockaway on the A-line. Mm-hmm. And he planned on finishing his route at the end of the 7 line in Flushing. Um, so first, his first train was 10 minutes late. So that's going to mm-hmm. happen. That screwed him up. And then he tried to sprint from the Ozone Park Lefferts Boulevard station to catch an A train at the Rockaway Boulevard station, thinking it would shave 20 minutes off the time, but it didn't. Um, He traveled up to the Bronx. After seven hours, he had traveled up to the Bronx, back to lower Manhattan, back up to the Bronx through Midtown. And let's see. He ended up doing it in 23 hours, 27 minutes. 
lagging behind Jones's record by more than an hour. Mm-mm. Rookie. Well, you know, it's tough. He also says he's not sure he can try again because he doesn't have enough vacation hours saved up for multiple attempts. <laughs> oh, no. That makes me sad. I, I added this article because I think this might be on my, like, bucket list. Of trying to get to all of the stations? Yeah. Like, I, I, I wanted to do this slowly, but, like, I might have to add this challenge to my list. I think you should do it slowly and then yeah, you gotta do get a, a speed feel. run. Yeah, you got to get a feel for the area. Know yeah, your, you got to figure turf. out, like, where where the best transfers are or whatever. I um, I really would like to see how what the how they did it what's the best way time-wise but that seems wild (laughs) like i can't even imagine a whole day on a train is crazy in general yeah Uh. a full 24 (laughs) hours on the get me out of here because like the mca like low-key like has a lot like a lot of similar energy to like a casino like you don't know that there's sunlight like there's no, it's weird. Like even when you're overground, it doesn't feel like you're outside. I don't know right. how else to explain it, but like it's a you're in uh, the train and you're fully aware that you're in the system, even though you can see the sun. Right. You know. Um. Yeah. But like, so like being in one for a day seems trippy. But I respect that. Like this, this is like its own New York Olympic event here. You know. I like this. So I want- wait now. When you do this, is the goal to hit every stop? Every stop, which means you have to ride just about every train. Yes. And in some cases, you got to ride a train more than one way because there's only like, you know, like the four train, I think it is, that like goes up to the BX. You got to do that almost twice or start there. Like that's why you see them start at Far Rock because right. it's so far out the way that it wouldn't make sense to like do that twice. Yeah. Same with the seven line being like another way that like you have to either start or end. Cause like if you end up doing that same route twice, you like, you know, you're not being uh productive. Right. Okay. All hey. right. How so like, was thinking about doing it too. That's what I'm talking no, about. No, I'm not trying to do it. <laughs> what does that mean for the Z train, which I don't think I think if you get on a Z train, you now have disappeared. <laughs> I would assume the J train covers the Z train. Yeah, it should, right? Right, yeah. I would so assume that means that. So what are other trains, like, for the B, right, which covers, but the B doesn't run on the weekend. <laughs> but does it go, like, so then you, whatever you ride that also covers the B will count? I would assume so. Okay. I think she wants to hit every stop. Not necessarily right. be on every okay. train. Yeah, no, I'm really trying to figure out what this math is. I don't <laughs> think I can do it, but I really am just like, what What are the trains that double over and how do you? Okay. Yeah, like the ACE line got some opportunity. The JZ uh, line, the M line. There's a few of those that kind of overlap. That whole like Queens thing with the NQRW. Yeah, like all those. Like Yeah. Four, Where five, does that, like you don't all right, so you don't have to get on the W because that's covered by mm-hmm. see, this is a lot. This I'm with it. It sounds like a dream come true. I'm gonna make this happen. I'm gonna document <laughs> the whole process. It's gonna be a lot of You know failure. what? I'll support you. 
Thank you. I'll support you. I guess I'll stand on the platform and when the train goes by, I'll just, <laughs> yay, gas store. And then be just be at another random waters. stop. Do you great. have to get off at each stop or can you just like put your foot out and then <laughs> like, how does that? I like the foot thing. I think that's yeah. dope. Make it so official. That means you got to ride locals. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, Express seems like cheating. It does, right? Yeah, I feel like you got to go local. Oh, man. See? Okay. I'm going to reach out to this lady. Real talk. I'm yeah, gonna I want to see the map. I'm going to reach out to the dude and see what he says. Yo, real talk. We're going to figure What's this out. What's your map? How did you do this? <laughs> Show your work, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that we doubt you. I'm just curious as to what what, what they can't. How? Try to what, learn. What were the routes? <laughs> Another news. Uh, pickleball. To replace major retailers like Bed Bath and Beyond. That's right. At your local mall, holla. People making better decisions already. Pickleball is coming to your local mall, replacing the shuttered, embarrassed, no longer here, trash location. Calm down. Bed Bath and Beyond. They need to calm down with locations. There are other places too, like Old Navy, Saks stores. Uh, it may uh, seem like a strange strategy, but the match offers benefits to both mall owners and pickleball players. Malls need new tenants to fill vacant spaces and draw customers beyond their traditional department store anchors and clothing stores. Uh, consumers are craving fun social experiences after years of limited gatherings during the pandemic, and they've shifted their spending from goods to experiences like theaters and arcades and amusement parks. Malls are responding to these trends by turning to a wider range of tenants and act and activities to draw traffic. Real estate investment firm uh, JL said this week, uh, the new mix at malls also includes skydiving, virtual golf, and breweries. Rock on. Uh, meanwhile, I am not is, uh, skydiving in a mall. <laughs> Let me just go on kid? record right now. Yo, his first job ever is to strap you in? Nah, B. No, uh-uh. uh-uh. I've worked in a mall. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Yeah, no, nah, I can't die next to a Jamba Juice. That can't no. be how I go. That can't if be If I die story. with the smell of Auntie Anne's pretzels in my nose and I don't have a pretzel in my hand, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Can I skydive while eating a pretzel? I yeah. mean, I would choke trying to figure that out. <laughs> you know, I actually, we were talking earlier about hot dogs. I got to say the Auntie Anne's pretzel dog might be my favorite. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, the pretzel I, does a lot. I could see where that would be good, but I'm like, that is literally all the salt in my, that's like my <laughs> lifelong salt intake is <laughs> a pretzel with a hot dog in it. That's all the sodium that I'm allotted to have in the time that I'm on the earth. <laughs> Yo, real salt, just telling you that gave me a headache. Yeah. Like I just, absolutely. my blood pressure just went up just thinking about that shit. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> oh sure. Oh my God. Yo, shots to Pickleball, though. Putting the <laughs> final nail in the coffin of Bed Bath & Beyond, man. I appreciate you. Real talk. That's how it's done, baby. We don't need them people no more. Already no, a better I, use no, of that space. Those people, those Pickleball people, mm-hmm. were the people shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> don't get it twisted. When you're wondering who the hell buys this shit, they're the same kind of people who play a weird mix of tennis and ping pong. While all having all the access in the world to either have a ping pong table or a tennis membership somewhere. That's fair. I will say pickleball sounds like a game you made up by buying your equipment at Bed Bath & Beyond. Like, exactly. Yeah, I'll give exactly. you that. 
<laughs> where you're like, I can't do anything with this paddle. Of course you can't. Where'd you buy Pickleball. it? Pickleball, so, baby. Don't think it's still going to be the same, folk. It's still going to be the same, folk. <laughs> Making better decisions, though, okay? Already happier mm-hmm. for y'all. <laughs> in other news, uh, uh, Taco John's is trademarked Taco Tuesday in 1989, and Taco Bell is fighting it. That's right. It's a battle between two taco chains. Taco John's, which has about 400 locations in 23 states, trademarked Taco Tuesday back in 1989. Uh, now, Taco Bell argues it should be able to get in on using the popular phrase with no legal ramifications. It filed a petition with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office on Tuesday asking for the trademark to be reversed. The registration potentially subjects Taco Bell and anyone else who wants to share tacos with the world to the possibility of legal action in angry letters if they say Taco Tuesday without express uh, permission from the registrant simply for purchasing happiness on Tuesday. The, <laughs> <laughs> this violates an American ideal, the pursuit of happiness. Wow. wow. Taco Bell coming out strong, yo. Yo, I don't know who wrote this brief, but they made their money. Yo, real talk, B. That's what's so, up. Yo, that was a boss. That was a boss. Uh, no, t- the next thing is the company added, nobody should have exclusive rights in a common phrase. Can you imagine if we weren't allowed to say what's up or brunch? Woo. Chaos. Woo. Yo, Taco Bell that using that Pepsi money for good. Real talk. <laughs> Taco Bell has more than 7,200 locations in the U.S. and 1,000 restaurants across 30 countries internationally. In response to the petition, Taco John's rolled out a two-week-long Taco Tuesday deal offering two tacos for $2. I'd like to thank our worthy competitors at Taco Bell for reminding everyone that Taco Tuesday is best celebrated at Taco John's, said the Taco John CEO, uh, Jim Creel. Uh, Creel added, when it comes right down to it, we're big lovers, not fighters at Taco John's. But when a big, bad bully threatens to take away the mark our forefathers originated so many decades ago, well, that just rings hollow with us. If living mas means filling the pockets of Taco Bell's army of lawyers, we're not interested. Ooh, yo, we came back out swinging with the living mas. Yo, real yo, talk. Yo, that was dope. On. I kind of rock with this dude now. Okay. okay. No, they both bring up excellent points. Yo. <laughs> In stylish fashion. This is fun. <laughs> I like when food brands talk shit to each other. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. This is a dream come true right here. Yeah, this uh, is great. <laughs> Taco Bell is petitioning against uh, the Gregory Hotel, uh, which holds the trademark phrase in New Jersey. Taco John's holds the trademark in all the other U.S. states except Jersey. Uh, Taco Bell seeks no damages. It simply seeks reason and common sense, said Taco Bell. Wow. Yo. I mean, I don't need it either place. I don't need a Taco Bell. I've never even <laughs> been heard of or been to a Taco John. But I hope they bloody themselves up in the ring. I'll be willing to watch it. If you would like to send Chile when our tacos on Tuesdays, we would appreciate it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) sincerely, there's nothing more more to that. We would just say thank you a lot. Uh, Yeah, thanks so much. (laughs) But please like and subscribe to the show. If you're an Apple, Spotify listener, we appreciate your ratings. Four stars. You're going to send me Taco John's. Knowing that I live in New York, I can't get there. I'm, I'm nowhere near Taco John's. I don't know where Taco <laughs> John's is. Sounds great, but I can't appreciate that in person. Five stars. 
Uh, you're going to send me Taco Bell, which I do appreciate. I enjoy that food, even though there's real tacos in New York. But Taco Bell is available for me late, and I, and I thank them for it. I dig that. Have you been to Taco Bell lately? That's pretty slamming. Like, I was surprised how good it was. It's been a while. Uh, no, I'm, I'm never at Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm never. <laughs> I'm never at Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the last time I ate Taco Bell um, was in the previous century. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sure it was. I, I believe I've only eaten there maybe three times. Yo. Maybe. You might be and all before the year 2000. So. Yo, the steak burrito right now on the menu is pretty fire. They got like a steak cheese burrito thing. It's pretty dope. They I got mean, like burritos I, in it. I read about the woman who came up with the Crunchwrap Supreme in the New Yorker article like a month, two months ago, and how she had to work so hard to get that to stay closed and, you know, the architecture of it and how they're trying to work on different flavors and stuff. I found all of that fascinating. And I was just like, this is great. But uh, no. They also had a really healthy part of their menu. Yeah. They used to have like, or like it was a lot of more clean flavors. Right. And I don't know. I feel like there was new ownership that kind of took some of that away. But it used to be, I knew a lot of people who were like vegetarian and vegan and they were like, I eat at Taco Bell all the time. It's literally the only fast food place that has a variety of stuff without meat that's not like going to kill me. Telling you. And not like covered in cheese. They're doing big things over there, Sha. So, I mean, good on them, but nah, I'm not going, I'm not going to Taco Bell. <laughs> next century. Next century. You know yeah, I mean? next one. <laughs> <laughs> If you have any articles you want us to cover, uh, please DM us directly on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo or at Gastromonte. Uh, shout outs this week to Lori McDaniel and Blunder Reality. Uh, much appreciate y'all for sharing uh, articles this week. With all that said, I'm apparently alone at Taco Bell, Gastromonte. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> uh, always with uh, the soon to be 150 years strong without Taco Bell. <laughs> Chalet was shot. I can't front though. That sounds great for your health, actually. You might live that long. If well, I mean, I'm spending a lot of time at McDonald's, so let's not. <laughs> I'd probably be better off at Taco Bell, honestly. Real, that's how I get my fiber. You know what I mean? They got black beans <laughs> and everything. <laughs> oh, man. This has been, uh, I think, nutritious episode of The War Report. Catch y'all next time. <laughs> Peace. What's the good, good, good.